Now listen closely. They will attack your eyes till nothing remains but two bloody sockets. Ladies and gentlemen, my subject is disturbed tonight. Her world is disturbed. Now I saw those bodies and whoever mutilated them has a very special problem. There's nothing to be afraid of. Stay Scary Podcast. I need, yeah, but I, I need to lip sync it in my reindeer onesie and put that on the TikTok and see if that shit goes viral because I want to be a viral TikTok star now, even though I'm too old. No, There's- not too old for that. If if your friend Lily can do it, you can do it. There you go. Lily Lily Hayes is is a goddess. If if y'all haven't listened to Lily Hayes or or watched Lily Hayes on the TikTok or Instagram, she's also on Instagram. She's a uh, she's something else. Do you know about Lily Hayes, Jonathan? No, I do not know about her. She's a 73-year-old Israeli woman uh, who has been in, you know, living in L.A. for several decades with her son. And uh, her son just records her yelling, yelling all kinds of obscene things. It's, it's, uh, yeah, no, you have to see it to believe it. All right, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a little sip of my, uh, this, this is a, it's I usually don't do flavored coffee, but I felt like being fucking festive here. So it's a French toast flavored coffee. Mm. And I uh, and I, uh, I hit it up with a little eggnog. There you go. That a girl. A little eggnog in your uh, your coffee. Now, here's the question. What kind of eggnog are you going for? Oh, it's just like the fucking hood shit. Oh, not that. that don't please, please, please do not. Please. You can feel you can feel good about hood. You can feel good about Hood. And actually, you know what? Hood is the only one that actually does make me feel good because it's ultra pasteurized. Oh, so it's extra clean. Yeah, extra clean. Yeah. There's no bugs in that, baby. Some of that, some of that dirty, dirty nog. Yeah. Dirty nog. You don't want the dirty nog. Listen, mm-hmm. if you want if you got the dirty nog, you need to like get on some penicillin or amoxicillin <laughs> or something. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Been there. Got some dirty nog. That dirty nog happening. Mm. Um. <laughs> Bacterial noginosis. Yeet. Yeet. Start. Would that would that be like a yeet infection? <laughs> oh my god. Got a yeet infection. <laughs> All right. Yes, babies. Okay. <laughs> On that note. Welcome to Stay Scary Podcast. It's a very silly podcast about very serious horror. My name is Lisa McColgan. I'm Ian Kiefer. And now we have, uh, how many fucking times have you been on this show now? Five? Just five times? Jonathan Woodward. Woodard. Woodard. Woodward. Edward. Yeah, I was thinking of Edward Woodward because. I always get that. I always get that. Edward Edward Woodward, who Noel Coward uh, famously said of his name sounds like a fart in a bathtub. Thanks. That's true. Ed, Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. 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 Yeah. Uh, of, of the wrong Cheneys and uh, and frequent guest of uh, Stay Scary podcast due to his vast and superior knowledge of the genre, among it, other things. We've got a really good stable of creepy baby ho- uh, guests on our show. We do have a good stable, uh, a manger, uh, you might say. Um where we have, uh, yeah, we, we've been we've been assembling a, a good stable, uh, and and of course, uh, la- the last episode was 
pretty uh, pretty special. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully people are still with us after that one. I, I think they are. I think they are. I think that uh, I think we he might be one we can add to this stable. Uh, you know, uh, you know, as long as he still has the people who are sending him uh, posts about their buttholes, you know, I think I think so. Um, yeah. So he was uh, the gay rabbi was on last episode talking about uh, we were talking about Jewish horror, you know, and, and Hanukkah, which is a fabulous, fabulous horror movie if you haven't seen it. But now it's time for Christmas yet again, and we are here to talk Christmas horror with our friend Jonathan Woodard. Yay! Say, I have to say that um, actually this, I was hoping that I was going to be able to sit down with you ladies and talk about Christmas horror, uh, because some of my favorite horror films incidentally are actually Christmas horror films and I have a a deep appreciation because it's just so they're so fucking dumb they're so bad but they're so good they're yeah so- I, there's they're a special kind of bad they they really are um and and maybe it's just because it's the the idea of of slaughter and massacre on Christmas seems so absurd but yet at the same time it seems like the most natural thing in the world to you know after christmas is finally here and you're all stressed out from shopping and expectations and family and you know you 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 want to take a pickaxe and slaughter people coming out of midnight mass you want to do that while wearing a santa suit yes well the santa suit thing to me is always the fact of if you think about like what Santa is at, at, at his core, it's like that is one of the, the most not just like innocent, but just unassuming and the most like open that people can be. I mean, the whole entire concept of Santa alone about this man who comes into your house in the middle of the night, comes out through your chimney, leaves you stuff, eats your food and then takes off. Like that, that, that it opens you up to a certain level of vulnerability. We're like, you know, he sounds like some of the guys that I fucked in like my, my twenties, you know, I'm not even going to say dated. <laughs> they just come over to your house. They come down my chimney. They eat my food. <laughs> right? They leave you a gift. <laughs> you're left there. You're left there as a present unwrapped. Nah, it's just too much, too much. Unwrapped and discarded. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yes, yes. Yeah, so Christmas is 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 when you're feeling probably the most murderous. <laughs> probably. Mm. Oh my god. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Weather. So now we've got movies. We've got the movies that uh, we have. We have lots of movies. I couldn't believe how many movies I saw uh, just popping up on the Amazon Prime. Feed. Uh, I, I would I would search for one movie and then like five more would show up in in the hey maybe you want to watch this category and so I I I tried to keep it to to what uh, Jonathan had a nice little uh, menu for us and so I'm gonna let him uh, lead off with what he wanted to talk about most of all. Um. Well, which one? I mean. I, I suggested you guys watch. You 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 were like, 
I really want to talk about, I, I'm, I'm not saying that this is the voice you did it in when you texted, but it was, I really want to talk about Christmas Evil. Yes. It was more I, like, I really want to talk about Christmas Evil. <laughs> That's what it, that's what it sounded like in my head, at least. Yeah, Christmas Christmas evil is 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 the gift that keeps on giving. Um, I I I watched it via my my Shutter subscription. Boom boom, yes. boom and, boom. And what did you and what did you think of it? What did I think of it? Um, I enjoyed it. I I uh, I particularly enjoyed the incidental music. Um, uh, you know, I as as you know, since since we've had you on to talk about that sort of thing, it's it's like perfect. Uh, you know that they've taken advantage of of the synthesizer. You know, nineteen eighty. This nineteen eighty. Uh, this movie has three titles. It has three titles: Christmas Evil, You yep. Better Watch Out, and Terror in Toyland. Yeah, You Better Watch Out is the actual title that uh, Lewis Jackson intended. I guess what happened was when they went to distribution for VHS, the distributor was like, "Yo, Christmas Evil is a much better name. You should name it this way." And I think that there was a small re-release in '84 to kind of like get on the back of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm-hmm. And though I think it's a far superior movie in a much better, I think I, I like between the two, I think you better watch out is, is like heads and tails above Silent Night, Deadly Night. But that's well, just- yeah. So, so are there themes in this movie that you think make it better? Is it because the story is better or because, um, just because there are elements of it that, you know, were superior. One thing that like, like Lisa mentioned, like the fact of like all the incidental music, I mean, like there's like three different people that did the scoring for that. So you really get this idea. It's like some people like, you know, there were some people that are like, all right, yo, listen to this, you know, like you do this section, you do this, you do this. And like, you can tell that there's three different people kind of like cobbling this together. Um, And I think that right there is like a really subtle nod to, kind of like that schizophrenic ideal the ideology um plus there's also some like i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for like classic like you know rock and roll christmas tunes and it does have my one of my favorite um of those tunes uh, uh marshmallow world darling love yes that that's like if you put if you put a if you put a darling love christmas song in anything like i'm i'm like i'm putty it's 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 horrible. Like I just an automatic sap for that stuff. Um, that, I mean, there's just a lot of like more, there's more subtleties. There's more like graces. There's more like soft well, in, in, into the terms of how like they leave a lot of things up to the imagination, be it from like the beginning, how he starts to like break down slowly all the way up to the end where it's very like, well, did this happen? Did this happen? Does it really matter? Well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, I think like I was doing the I was watching it and I was like texting you guys while I was watching and there was it, I I liked it uh, I think that uh, you know if there's any time when mental illness is gonna rear its head um, like you know I think everybody's got a low grade fever of mental illness that goes on and there are times when it spikes right mm-hmm. so the holidays are definitely a time when I think people you know, it just like really sparks, um, you know, maybe aberrant behaviors that wouldn't normally be there, but because it's, it's the holidays, it's, you know, time when families, um, can trigger you. There's so many triggering things about the holidays. Um, this, 
is one of those things. Like, I mean, he's reliving a childhood trauma, basically, you know, we watching his uh, dad grope his mom dressed up as Santa Claus. Like there's, it seemed like there was like some edible thing that was going on. Well, yeah. And there was also the, uh, and, and then the association of, um, sexual stirrings and pain, you know, because he cuts his hand on the snow globe. And so like, there's that, there's that, you know, bloodletting and, you know, feeling funny and you're down there. Um, that, uh, you know, I immediately caught on to like, okay, yeah, this is what's fucked him up. And, you know, is, is, it has him, you know, obsessed with, with Santa and, um, you know, the younger brother feels resentment because, you know, his older brother is, what did he call him? An emotional cripple. Um, and, you know, feels like he's responsible for him and yada, yada, yada. And so there's all that resentment going, you know, the, the that that going on. Um, and did you notice, like, he doesn't have, like, a sex life, you know, as an adult. He's a voyeur. That's really what he, like, he's been, a, he was a voyeur as a kid. And he continues as a voyeur just watching everybody live their lives, Um And that's how that's how most serial killers start. They start like as peeping toms and then they ratchet up to eventually killing. Mm -hmm. And it's all it also plays into the whole entire Santa Claus mythos. You know, he sees you when you're sleeping, he sees when you're awake. It's it's that level of of losing his own personality into the guise of this one moment of trauma. But that that burgeoning exploration of you know youthful sexuality compounded by this nasty 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 obsession with the uh, the fat man in a little red suit also i gotta say i gotta say that also i love the, the santa suit in you better watch out because i think it's it's the perfect contrast with like how, how like like you know the fur it has like that gray kind of dirtiness to it yeah kind of white and so like you know the shots where like he's standing there and the beard really pops and there's like this like almost like a little like halo around him like like the scene where he's like in the polish club and he's dancing around and he's talking to the children it's like the way they they lit it like there's like a luminescence to him where it's kind of like you're like oh he's 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 a good santa yeah and you know if he kind of is in a way a good in some ways he's a good santa I and like the ways that I kind of thought about it was like he was mad at his boss and you know the new executive type for kind of cheapening like the charity work that they were doing um you know so I think he was like responding to the hypocrisy there and then um you know his one I I texted you guys about this he caught his co-worker in a lie and that you know kind of pissed him off like there are like all of these ways that he's I I really believe that he's trying to be a good person in the movie and then like things start happening to him that make him go down this road it's kind of of like there's almost like like a parallel to like the whole entire like joker mythos it's like you know like one bad day is going to sit there and push you over the edge mm-hmm. and it's it's really kind of in that that line of like there's all these traumatic things that have happened these are built up like you know there's there's societal pressures i mean this whole entire thing is like if you think about it, it's kind of like a socialist career which is is which is kind of funny it's like kind of peak 2020 in some ways it's yeah like accountability due to the charitable acts of like the you know the, the the boss who's sitting there you know on an island as it seems with palm trees behind him having this video that's been sent to the you know the 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 
the, the Christmas party. And like, it's just cut quick shots of this, like all of the coworkers just sitting there talking about how charitable he is and how like, Hey, really spared no expenses. And all they're doing is just like piling all the booze into the cups. And it's just like, it just like, it's debaucherous and there's no real concern. Harry comes in and he's like, yeah, I learned the notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like some type of like really shitty noir detective. Like, like, yeah, I got the tune there, buddy. I'm going to sing it for you. I'm going to sing it real good. And you're going to love it. You're all going to love it. This week, ladies, I watched all three of the Black Christmases. God bless you. My God. Have you seen the other ones? I saw the um, uh, the, 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 the most recent one, which I... Meh, meh, meh. The one from last year? Yeah. Seen one? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about like a complete removal of a of, of a whole entire concept. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the like Bloomhouse was kind of like, hey, sorority girls in danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Let's make it like, you know, politically like relevant. I mean, the thing the thing, like it's not by itself, it's not bad. I mean, it's very woke. Mm-hmm. You, um, the thing's pretty as a picture, like it's yeah. beautifully shot. But as a whole, it's just very kind of like, I don't know how it's going to age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 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 74 version is just so classic. And, you know, and it's what I love about it, too, is is that it's Bob Clark and, and like, you know, the beginning of the movie with the with the sorority house all lit up. And then, you know, you, you remember that Bob Clark also directed that other Christmas movie that the facts. Yeah. After the fact, like think 10 years, about 10 years later was a Christmas story. It's got to at least be six or seven. Cause I think that was like 80, 81. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. um, it's like the thing they, they both like reek of each other though. I think it's oh, sure. his composition style, like the way he, like he shoots the thing. Yeah. Like I, I, I've always had a special place in my heart for Christmas story. Cause it just looks like period. Mm-hmm of a period it's very very like the way the colors are kind of saturated the way that it's kind of grainy you feel like it's kind of been like shot on like a you know like an an old movie camera um the smallness of like some of the set designs a lot of that is it's definitely like bob clark style and that's the thing i love about the original one is the fact that it's very intimate it's the confines of that house yep ever really go anywhere and well until until john sackton comes into the thing Right, right. There's you know a couple of exterior. There's a few couple of exterior shots, and then of course there's the, there's the shot of the the dipshit uh, the dipshit composer boyfriend you know smashing his piano with the yep. with the with the with the stand. Um, it only uh, took forty days for them to film that movie. So yeah, forty days. Yep. Forty days. Yep. Damn. Would at least taken like you know six months. <laughs> Yeah, shot in 40 days. Yeah, I think that's also I think it's also a very beautifully shot film. And and you don't want to talk about saturated. It's very saturated. Like those those big ass old school Christmas bulbs. Oh yeah. Are just all over that fucking movie. And like so it's a nostalgia thing for me because those are the kind of you know tree lights that we had, you know, Mm -hmm. growing up. Mm -hmm. Um but uh yeah, it's I, I, there. There's just something, to, and and the way that they serve to kind of light the movie, mm-hmm. and and inform the mood of the movie in a lot of in a lot of places. 
it's it's one of those things where they use their shortcomings to their advantage. You know, there, it's there's if you okay, the, I was thinking about it. If you look at all three of the Black Christmas movies, it's varying levels of being able to use a budget. And also trying to build off of each other into a form in which they're creating a new statement, but also trying to pay homage to the, the inspirato, if you will. Mm-hmm. So like the 74 one is, is, is brilliant in the fact of like, they don't say anything. They don't, they don't tell you anything about this character. Oh. There's just something that's going on, you know, between the phone calls, between the fact of like, you know, there's like children missing between this, that, the other thing, they give you these little like, you know bread crumbs yeah and then at the end like you don't even fully see the person and you you don't know what's going to happen like the, it ends with that phone call with the phone ringing yep oh shit olivia hussey's dead oh by the way olivia hussey thank you jesus <laughs> Hello. so that that phone rang 13 times that last phone ringing part was a third it was 13 times Olivia Hussey's dead because the phone always rings after somebody dies. Which is something that they never. Okay. So they, they carried a lot of ideas for the other two. Okay. Through the, the two subsequent reimaginings, if you will, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of things that they tried to carry on and like thread through. Um, The 2019 one, instead of like the phone, of course, it was like, it was yip yap hollering up at the social medias. Did you DM me? Like, I thought the scene where they had like the uh, the security guard instead yeah. of the, the police, I thought that was good um, as far as him. And I thought that was also a really good pivot revelation where you think that, you know, he's going to come and save the day and be the cavalry at the sorority house. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that he's just responding to a different sorority house, um, which is kind of like, I thought that was good because then it opened up the world into the fact of like, oh, it's not just this one sorority. It's like literally this like secret Hawthorne, you know, misogyny cult is is wreaking havoc on all the females at Hawthorne College. Mm-hmm. Because why not? Because, you know, alpha males. Woo, woo. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that that's one of the things where I don't know why you would go from having a serial killer into a secret society because that kind of like complicates things because the level of things that you can do with the notion of a secret society story kind of opens it up into like this weird cavern where like there's such a succinctity to having, you know, the killers in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, makes it more intimate, which I think is something that even for the, the 2006 one, which is like, has an interesting cast um it's very 2006 yeah uh mark cuban produced it yeah it's it's one of those things where it's it's literally like how can we take the original 1974 story and kind of like pump it up into a you know a 2006 you know teen in distress horror film Mm -hmm. but andrew martin is in that one as well yes yes yeah 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 Yeah. god bless andrew martin yeah yeah yeah, I mean the the one thing like the like the you know the the bag over the head, that whole entire yeah thing, which is you know it's it's the calling card of this 1974 one. Uh, they use it to like a very unfortunate effect in the 2006 one, but then I knew 
when I was watching the 2019 one, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, one of those creepy, creepy, like, you know, cult guys is going to get done in with a bag over the head, like even money. And then in the kitchen, I was like, yes, I knew it. I called it. They got it. No good. It's kind of weirdly predictable, but. I, I did not see the 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 cult guy one. I just I I just was I I love this one. I the the 70s one. I stuck with it. Margot Kidder actually she I thought she was great in it. I love the house mother in it. Um I thought both of them were hysterical um of just how like crazy and debauched they were uh during the whole thing and and you know Margot Kidder unapologetically so and I, I don't I can't remember if she went on to do Superman before this or at, or if she did it after or before. after after yeah so I just I just love that like she was this before she was Lois Lane <laughs> well it's, it's also the fact that she comes in and like you know it's like she comes in and she like kills every single scene that she's in yeah yeah it's, it's speaking as somebody in recovery, she makes a magnificent, you know, clearly alcoholic, you know, clearly budding baby alcoholic. Like she's just she's just trashed like, you know, and there's yeah, the scene where she's just like, you know, there's this kind of turtle that can. <laughs> You're dead to rights, though, because it's like she's holding it together. She's keeping yep. it very like sociable she's she's very like on a plane where she's having fun then all of a sudden it starts to progress a little bit more and then she's making like really questionable decisions and then she's talking about fucking three day long fucking turtles it's it's like that weird she you can see how like throughout like that first three quarters of the film how she just goes over the deep end. and then yeah and then she just dives straight into the you know she's missing and it's and you all think it's my fault you know, and, and it was just like, oh, God, yeah. I mean, that just that just like you turn on a You turn on a dime mm-hmm. when when you're that in your cups anyway. Um, but, yeah, I just and I also like the fact that the wreath on her door has like empty nips on it. Oh, that like all the girls have like like these nice holly jolly, you know, holiday wreaths on their doors. And she's got fucking nip bottles on hers. And it's just like, oh, God bless her. She'll yeah, if she hadn't gotten murdered. There was a folding chair in a church basement waiting for her. <laughs> bless she actually did insist on having real alcohol uh, during some of the scenes where she appears drunk. Okay. I hope it wasn't the one where she was giving the kids sips of it. Did you see? I saw that too. I was like, oh my God, she would be in so much trouble. Right, right, right. And the creepy, like, I, don't, I doubt that that dude from the frat house, the the boyfriend that ended up playing Santa, I don't think he was, he was, he had to be like an adjunct or some shit. He was, yeah. Way too old. Hey, you know what's really crazy, though? So I saw this little factoid also that Elvis made this his favorite movie and part of his holiday tradition. No shit. Until he died. So he died in 77. This came out in 74. So he had like, you know, a couple good years of this. But he like watched this on purpose. He loved this movie. Oh man, when they come in and they stab her right in the eye with a unicorn, I can't. I can't think. Nothing says more. Something about knowing that, like you know, he was watching that in the Graceland movie screening room with his like mafia around him, just sweating. Yeah, he's sweating. Like, oh, look at that man. <laughs> 
That's, that's, that's a messed up mover right there. Oh, you know what I found out when I was actually looking at stuff to like, like circle a wagon back to uh, Christmas Evil, you better watch out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know who played the brother? I saw a couple of familiar faces in that movie, but tell me who the brother, who, who was the brother? Frida Munn. Oh, no shit. Uh, who plays Dale from Walking Dead, was in Shawshank, was in The Blob. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, dog. Oh. Did Maggart, the guy who played Harry. Yeah. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Ready? Mm-hmm. That's Fiona Apple's dad. No. No way. Mm-hmm. You know who you know who Fiona Apple hangs out with or, or, or was hanging out with before all of this happened? Not me. No, Lily Hayes. Oh, there you go. What? How do you know this? Because there are TikToks of the two of them like hanging out. Do you guys know uh, the the king, uh, Queens Above 18? Mm-mm. Oh, oh, I found out about this guy from uh, your mom's house podcast. Uh, hang on, because, it, yeah, it's it's you want to talk about like really frightening shit. Hang on. Uh, I, I don't even know how to begin to like describe this shit. It's crazy. He's this big truck driver guy. And and like it started this whole thing about I, if I can find like a really creepy one. Um, good morning. Uh-oh. Good morning, my queens above 18. (laughs) There's one where it's just, it's so terrifying. And I'm trying to find it where he has no shirt on. Being his normal self. Yes, it's, he's got no shirt on. And like, he's doing this point of view video. Like, oh God, oh God, oh God, hang on. This is the point of view one. He's got no shirt on and he's. Queens above 18. (laughs) Oh God! Breakfast is on. Come on! Breakfast is out. There you go. You are so beautiful. I just love my queens above eighteen. You are gorgeous. All right. We'll see you downstairs, and you get up, up and get yourself together. Come on down. I love you, my queen above 18. No more. No more. Please. No more. Too much. That's too much. Lisa, you went too far with the creep factor. I came here to talk about killer Santas and crazy Christmas movies. And now you're giving me some real life horror shit. That's nightmare material. Listen, this is this is how I do. How long have you guys like been doing this shit? There's there's all there's horror and then there's the real horror. And TikTok, you know, you can if you if you can go down some real dark paths and find some really fucked up shit on the talk. Yeah, well, he might have some like vaginas in the back room, like like without... a, sil- a silver spray painted vagina in a shoebox. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He may he may have that. Yeah. Good morning, my queens above eighteen. <laughs> oh, <Arthur>. your v- <laughs> your vulva would sure look good in a shoebox under my bed, my queens above eighteen. <laughs> if you ever call me. Saying that, I would be so mad at you. Are you one of my queens over eighteen? <laughs> Downstairs making my first 
and having a good time because oh, <laughs> that's the king, mm. the king and his queens above eighteen. But he's always very, you know, he's he's always said it's all it's always got to be, you know, above eighteen because that's that's legal. And but somehow it just it's even creepier. Yeah. Good afternoon, my queens above eighteen. Yeah, TikTok is a TikTok is a TikTok is a wormhole of fuckery, man. It's truth. It's truth. It's, it's truth. a wormhole of fuckery. There's there's a lot of good shit on there. Like I, I I've learned some good makeup tips on the talk. Yeah. I've learned I got a good cheesecake recipe off of, off of the talk. But then there's also. Good Creepy morning. old men. Good morning, my queens above 18. Oh, come on. Get no. them feet on the floor. Maybe <laughs> you've got an exam today, my queens above 18. A no. pelvic exam? No, no. I mean, he's he's big on the college. He's big, He seems to be big on the college girls in particular. Like, maybe it's time for your midterms and you've been up late studying, but you still have to get out of bed. Is his name Billy? And does he live in the attic of a sorority house? <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy, what did you do with the baby? <laughs> so bad. So bad. So horrifying. Yeah, I love the back. See, that's what I love about the original 74 version is like you you get that. You only get, you know, you don't necessarily want to know the backstory. It's it's just so horrible. You have to put it. That's the thing I like. I like about like, like, you know, you better watch out like the original Black Christmas is that is that there is it didn't take the audience's intelligence for granted. Like a lot of like these, you know, like, like, okay, the Black Christmas 2006, Mm -hmm. there's a whole entire Primrose laid out story about his whole entire, you know, like how Billy got so deranged. It's like, he had a rare liver condition. I turned him yellow and his mother was really resentful for it until his stepfather was drunk and passed out on the stairs. And then she went upstairs in the attic and stooped him. Next thing you know, nine months later, there's a little baby that they name Agnes. Yeah. Like, it's I like, hate that. I, I hate, yeah, I, I, I hated that. I, and it's just like, no, it, it's much more horrifying mm-hmm. to like kind of put the story together yourself in your head, just getting these little, just these little Agnes, Agnes, mm-hmm. you know, like the, and you know, the screaming in the multiple voices and, and, you know, him, you know, the, the PO, the POV shots of him, you know, pushing the dead sorority girl in the, in the rocking chair. Yeah. Freaking you know? out. He's like, what did I do? <laughs> like losing his mind, like coming back into some point of reality. Yeah, I think that that whole entire derangement, that separation between rationality and irrationality, is 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 really just phenomenal. So can I can I pivot for just a moment here into? Um, did you guys both see Rare Exports? I did not watch Rare Exports. No. So one thing, one thing that I, you know, and I think. Jonathan, you hit it on the head, is that, you know, a good film, I think a lot of European films do this, it's not like this clean, like, they explain every fucking thing to you that is happening, um, that you get to use your own mind to, like, you know, figure out, well, what happens in the end, or what what's the story with this person, or what's the backstory with that one, and, um, you know, so uh, Rare ex- Exports, I'm sorry, Rare Exports, 2010 film, it's from Finland. 10th anniversary, boom. 
say again? 10th anniversary. Yeah. 10th anniversary. Yep. And the filmmaker was Jalari Helidar. Helidar. And I know I'm butchering the name. I don't fucking care. You know, I'm done apologizing for butchering everybody's name because nobody ever apologizes for butchering my name. No, listen, I've, I've, I've seen you like, I've seen you get angry. (laughs) Lisa's seen me in various states. (laughs) Yes. You have you haven't lived until you've seen a a a shit faced, semi coherent Yin Kiefer. They're just things you don't mix. <clears throat> That's all I have to say. <laughs> if you hear me say, "I gotta lie down." then yeah that's that's it's the end of that that's the end that's that's it but but I will say if she vomits into your tenant's toilet. Mm. You, the tenant will have no idea that any vomiting ever took place because she'll clean up after herself. She's coherent enough to clean up after herself. Actually, I was coherent enough to clean up in the sink that I puked in. Oh, I thought you vomited in Felicia's toilet. No, I had like horrible diarrhea in the toilet. <laughs> I threw up. I had one of those shitter puke crises. <laughs> wow. It was terrible. I, no, I didn't know about, I didn't know about the diarrhea. That's I was very embarrassed at the time. I was afraid you would disown me as a friend because here you are this like. You it was both ends. You're in there for a while. It was both ends. It was just how the coming out. It was on the front and the back and both gloves and feeling. Now, listen, listen. I've been sober, you know, a, a, a good a good amount of time, but you know, I I still keep some memories of of things that I've done up in the mental Rolodex that you know, you know, I don't judge. I figured I hit my quota. Every two years, something like that has to happen, and I, you know, so so I'm good for two years. In two years, I will probably have a shitter puke crisis you know, somewhere else down the line. Was it simultaneous? I have to like, you know, concentrate on one, you know, I have to just tell my one of my orifices to calm the fuck down while the other one's doing its thing. That's all. Do you think that if you came to peace with the notion of both things happening at the same time, you might see God? I would, I would, that can only happen in my own bathroom. Like you kind of like open into this conduit of the universe. You know, the holidays are a real, this is appropriate because the holidays and Margot Kidder and all of this. Oh God. Yes. So Kidder into this talking about. No, 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 no. Listen, here's, here's, here's what I, the last Christmas that I was still drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I was very much about like saving face and, and looking like, you know, I was, I was being good and, and, you know, and I only had two glasses of wine, you know, at, 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 at my, uh, at my brother and sister-in-law's house, you know, um, only had like two glasses of wine, but what I had were like a bunch of nips in my, you know, in my pockets and in my purse and I would go into the bathroom and, you know, and of course, you know, then like, what do you do with all the empty nips? And uh, it, like, so you make a festive wreath. You make a festive wreath. I took them home and, uh, you know, no, actually, I think I kind of emptied them out of my bag. Like when we got home, like onto the street, because, you know, it was Jamaica Plain. So there were empty nips all over the place anyway. So, you know. True that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
but so yeah so that's that's one of my christmas horror stories and you know drinking drinking in the holidays and 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 of course you know there there was also uh you know the 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 house mother who had the sherry in the toilet tank and the and the sherry in the book the book was that's hilarious because like she's all like fumbling with it she's like oh can't let the girls see me with this what would they ever think yeah. She was like, B for booze. Getting back to the, the movie, Rare Export. <laughs> okay, I mean, I don't think that it's, I I question if I would want to quantify it as a horror movie. You don't want to call it a horror movie? I don't know if I want to call it a horror movie. I want it's to. On, call- it's on Shudder, it's gotta be. Yeah, but it's more, of, to me, it's more of like a dark fantasy because like there is some material some aspects of uh, cerebral horror as far as the, the the way in which there's this, you know, this big, huge historical creature and how Santa Claus isn't really, really a good creature. He's not a good dude. And like, we had to like shudder him into the, you know, shudder him in the, the Laplanders had to create this, this this cavern where they tricked him they tricked the real santa who's like more like a krampus looking kind of thing with the horns you never even see it i mean you see it you You see see the horns you see the horns you see it in constant ice i mean it could be something that's like kind of krampusy it could be a gigantic like willy mammoth type looking thing who the hell knows i was hoping it was going to have the big huge like deer skull oh oh like the belschnickel belschnickel the belschnickel if I had horns coming out of this hat, I would look like a belschnickel. Well, get to it. Like six days until Christmas, kid. All right. Well, give me your address. I'll come over there. I'll whip you with a birch branch. I'm saying oh. belschnickel porn. <laughs> I'm the belschnickel. <laughs> What's your line? I'm the belschnickel. <laughs> belschnickel. But as far as like that idea of like Santa Claus not being like a benevolent figure, benevolent figure being like a very like, you know, evil thing. I think there's one movie for me that like takes the cake with that and it combines the killer Santa. It combines the uh, the, the, the dark history of the claws and all that. And it's actually also celebrating an anniversary this year, too. Who is it? That'd be Santa's sleigh which is like the biggest, most fun goober fest of just trash. And also I think one of Robert Culp's last movies. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think like the, 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 the biggest goober fest Christmas horror movie for me is, is, is a Christmas horror story. Just the one with, uh, with, uh, with Bill Shatner and it's zombie elves and, and Santa Claus versus Krampus and, it's trick or treat, trick or treat for the Yuletide set. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys, either of you, have seen that one, but that's yeah. That you guys got to check that one out. I've heard good things about that. That 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 will be on my list for this week. It is also on Shutter. Are so many good things. Where I started, I I started falling asleep because I wake up at like five in the morning. But um, I I was watching uh, not a creature was stirring. I think it's it was called or creature stirring, but it was it had a. 
it was like a, an office party where these people got uh, trapped into an office party room and there was a person that shut them into the, the break room and like for the secret Santa gifts or for like their Yankee swap. Yankee swap is the one thing that I learned when I came up here. That was a new thing I had to learn where I got culture shocky. But um, but yeah, so they were doing the Yankee swap and like one thing was like a shotgun and it like hit somebody, you know, like you know, put a hole in somebody's head and then they're putting poison gas in the room. And then I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. So it wasn't that compelling, but it was kind of, and then there was like some other movie with Constance Wu in it, which I was like, Oh, I like Constance Wu. I'd love to see that movie, but I didn't get to see that one either. And I, but I saw, you know, what really sucked is I watched red Christmas and that was when I had the most energy. And I spent most of that on fucking Red Christmas with Dee Wallace, E.T.'s mom. Yeah. You know, I'm like, dude. She's such a sweet lady. I, she does seem like a really sweet lady. But this movie was about an abortion that lived and came back, found its mom and started killing everybody in the family on Christmas. That's the movie. Don't see it. I just told you it. Don't go see that movie. Sorry, D. Wallace. I loved you in E.T. I loved you in all the other things. My daughter likes you in that Just Add Magic thing. But don't see Red Christmas. It's a terrible film. It's a horrible premise. And yeah. Yeah, that, that that's going to be a hard pass for me. Hey, so did William Shatner, speaking of William Shatner and Christmas time, did he ever do a Christmas album? Does anybody have that? I got to look this up now. Because his rendition of Rocket Man is, you know. No, there is there is a Shatner. There is a Shatner Christmas album. Oh, well, I knew it. Oh, here we go. I knew it. Stars never gonna end. Oh man, the snow is piling up. We're stuck here. We're stuck it. Hey, is that Brad Paisley? Yeah, that's Brad Paisley. He's stuck here too. I'll have a broom. Please. Oh, Jonathan, you've got a stink face on. Yeah, I mean, they brought Brad Paisley. Yeah, it's called Shatner Claws. <laughs> the shitner claws shitner claws i said it like i love i love i like i like his albums um i don't like that one I no that was bad that was bad you can't you can't have actual like literal singing in a william shatner yeah we should probably like circle back around to talk more about the Christmas movies. All right, so here's here's the thing that Yin and I were trying to figure out because we want to do another movie night. Um, I, I, are we going to try to do it this week or next week? Uh, uh, this the week like of Christmas? No, the week yep. between Christmas and New, New Year's, Year's. where yeah. where everybody's exhausted anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, so we're trying to figure out uh, whether we want to watch Christmas Evil or Black Christmas. Hmm. It's hard. It's hard. I think that there's more stuff to riff on with Black Christmas. I mean, yeah, fun with Christmas Evil, but I think it turned to the point of all of us just like watching it. That's um, true. Um, Joe Bob, 
just did that as part of his. Oh, did he? Okay. It is also the 40th anniversary of, of Christmas evil. Um, hmm. we, think- you, you know, what we could do, you could watch the 2006 version of black Christmas that's on YouTube. And that is literally like just pissing on things. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I want to do that. I, I, I'm veering now more towards our original idea of doing, uh, the, the OG, um, OG black Christmas. OG black, black Christmas. Yeah. Do that. That's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. I can't wait to see the Christmas Triffid. <laughs> <laughs> Their Christmas tree? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Really over the top, like, you know, mid 70s. What kind of, like, what even kind of tree looks like that? Yeah, like, I don't know. Crazy fur. I got my, I have my nightmare before Christmas, Christmas tree that I have on my desk. Oh, I love that. Coop would freak out. We've been doing a, so Funko has a little uh, advent calendar where it's like the mini Funkos. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh fuck. Why didn't I know about that? God damn it. He's been waking up every single, like from naps and being like, I get another one. It's like, no, it's, it's one a day. It's a countdown. <laughs> yeah. So far, there's so far we've gotten four different versions of Jack. Okay. Uh, two different zeros. One is a glow in the dark zero, which I'm like totally stoked on. You know, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Zero, zero is the Christmas topper here, and his nose is a little jack o' lantern. As well, he should be. Fantastic. I watched a really good um, show. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's called the the Christmas movies that made us or the holiday movies that made us. And they have my mind, Lisa. Yeah, they have an episode about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And, and uh, yeah, it goes into some it goes into some stuff that I didn't necessarily know about. Yeah. Arlie loved it. She loved it. It's very good. It's very good. They, they interviewed. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, the, the everybody. everybody, everybody except uh, Tim Burton, really. All right, what other Christmas movies do you have to talk about? Uh, I already talked. Well, I, I, I mean, I put my, I put my usual plug in for uh, Christmas Horror Story, which is very good. It's on Shutter. Um, maybe elsewhere, but uh, yeah, that's a good one. It's got, it's got Shatner. It's got zombie elves. It's got a like a throwdown between Santa and uh, and Krampus. It's a good one. Big matchup. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like if you just want to scream with delight uh, and geek all over yourself, that that's a good one. Uh, and then you know, obviously, Black Christmas, which we'll which we'll watch uh, week after next, I guess, and uh, whatever we were also talking about. We're talking about Evil Christmas. Yeah, we're talking about Christmas Evil. Yeah. Christmas Evil. Then yeah, better watch out. Rare ex. I thought Rare Exports was a horror movie. I know you did not feel the way, Jonathan, but I felt like it could be. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It was very, I mean, it was atmospherically very unsettling. But at the same point in time, there were certain levels where I thought it was more of a dark fantasy than a direct horror movie. Yeah. You know? Girls in that movie. I want to know why there are no girls in that movie. A lot of, what what, what does Cloris Leachman call it again? Schwanstucker? Schwanstucker. It was a Schwanstucker movie. There's lots of Elvin Schwanstuckers in that movie. It wasn't Cloris Leachman. It was uh, it was um, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. That's right. I was I was getting that like uh, 
I was thinking about Clarice Leachman and Beer Fest. Yes. So it's kind of, she took she kind of picked up the Madeline Kahn. Yeah. And Cloris Leachman is also in Bad Santa. Boom. That's true. Another another Christmas horror movie. I'll buy it of of a different of a different kind of horror. But another one that like I know I'm I know I'm not supposed to like that movie, but goddamn, it makes me laugh my ass off every time. Yeah, it's a funny, funny movie. Oh. Such a funny movie. What? Sorry. No, what did you have? What are you doing over there? Oh no, I was I was looking for Queens Above 18. <laughs> I just wanted to spring it on you guys again because oh. Oh, my queens because it just makes me so happy. Wait, what? Seeing me get all the, like queasy or yes? Oh my god! I like to make people extremely uncomfortable. It's my superpower. All right, my queens above eighteen. I got a very special request for you guys. If you know of anybody that's below eighteen, please tell them to stay off my page. I am getting a lot of under 18 making comments and watching my videos still. Come on, guys, please don't go on my page if you're under 18. When you're 18, you can view my videos. Please respect my wishes, please. I don't know what else I can ask. I don't know what else I can do. Just please respect my wishes and not go on my page if you are under 18. I do have zero tolerance. Under 18, you guys will be 18 soon and you can go on my page. You guys have a beautiful day. Soon? Like, are you going to be 18, like, really soon? Then you <laughs> just wait. Wait to come Wait to come on my page? Like, like, what a fucking bait and switch. Yeah. Please, if you're under 18, stay away. What do you tell it's one of those states where you're allowed to be 16 or something. Doesn't matter. He wants this queen's above 18. Come on now. And if you're under 18, certainly do not go anywhere near my page and watch not a one of my videos. Take them covers off. Get them feet on the floor. Right. I love you, my queen's above 18. Oh, my God. You are under the age of 18 and you come at me, your king is fucked. <laughs> but he had this, he had this, he had this, the king's challenge where he was challenging his queens above 18 to wear like, you know, t-shirts. He's got, he's got t-shirts for queens above 18. <laughs> wear, wear, wear a t-shirt, any t-shirt, have at it. Do it, please. For your king. Hey, when it when there was still MySpace, when I and like oh know, god, remember that? And like social media was still brand spanking new. Listen, I remember Friendster. I had Friendster before MySpace. So so check this out. I have a story. So one time I had a guy. I had I, I ran through a rat a bunch of guys that were sending me pictures of them unsolicited in their underwear, and so then you know I was like. Is this really a thing? Okay, fine. I'll jump on this. I'll, I'll I'll roll with it. And so I just put like an announcement on my MySpace thing. If you are a male underwear model, please send me your pictures. And I was just like, just on, you know, as a goof, I was, I didn't think anything was going to happen. And boy, a lot of guys like to send pictures of themselves in their underwear. I, st I was getting dick pics on Instagram. Really? There and was it, like, 
And it, it was like, gay a, rabbi? no, there was, it was not gay rabbi. Gay, gay rabbi would never, he would never. We have a sacred bond, gay rabbi and I, he would never. Um, no, no, like, like, I don't know what was going on, but I was getting like message requests, you know, from people that like I didn't follow or who didn't follow me. And I'd click through and it'd be a picture of their junk. Anything good? I mean, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing to write home about. No, like that's the thing. So it's like, hey, look at my dick. And then, you know, what happens after that? Is, am I, are we supposed to go, mm-mm, that looks great. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's just like, uh, like, do, do, you know, do, do, you, supposed- do you know how old I am? Like, <laughs> Like you really, you really got, you really got a thing for like, you really sending pictures of your hog to a menopausal woman who like has no fucks left to give. You really gonna like show me your dick and think that like, I ain't seen or had better dick than that. Come on now. You want to get me excited? Give me a good night's sleep. (laughs) (laughs) You want to send me a picture of your junk, like send me a, like a picture of junk. Like what have you got in your basement that I would want to buy? I have tons of shit down here that you would love to buy. I've got a silver painted vulva in a box. Oh, porch oh. pickup only. <laughs> Which porch though? Some Back porch pickup. What are the cool things? I have lots of shit in my basement right now. Yeah, I have a lot of shit. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in this basement. Yeah, I mean, which just happens when, you know, you're in a house that's like been in, you know, your husband's family since 1940. You just have a lot of shit in the basement. True that. I'm so thankful that despite the world getting very, very small for us, there are things like Zoom and people like y'all to uh, just make those world that world a little bit bigger. Yeah, and hopefully people are, you know, uh, get amused enough to keep listening to our shit and, you know, you're you're finding new movies to watch. I mean, I'm certainly discovering all kinds of crazy shit in, in podcast landia. Hey, if I were, if we were still like in high school or something, if everybody that is on this show is somebody that I would have hoped I would have sat next to in the back of the class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've gotten in so much fun trouble together. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we don't we'd all be like the band geeks and the art geeks and the music geeks and the Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like our podcast attracts like the, the back row hooligans. Yeah, the people that would be getting in trouble for like laughing hysterically. <laughs> Actually the back row hooligans. Yeah. Cooligans, yo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Back row cooligans. All right, we're off. We've gone way the fuck off the rails. We need to put this fucker thing to bed. Oh, and I am so glad. There's something very wrong with us today. Okay, okay, round, round robin, real quick. Like, flash round. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, I like, you know what? I like the David Bowie, Bing Crosby, Little Drummer Boy. That one always gets me. It's not my favorite, but it's what's in my head. Ad nauseum. 
every day. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I fucking hate that song. That is a pagan song, Lisa. It's, you, you know what? No, that's a meme that somebody started and fuck that shit. No. How about you, John? Um, I've got like three that go into a rotation. Is Christmas Baby Please Come Home? Darling. Oh, that's mm-hmm. like the original. Of course. I saw her on the last tour. She did like the Christmas spectacular thing that would travel, and I actually got to see her sing it live. Oh. No. Oh, yeah. Like thinking about it, like I'm very yeah. Proclaimed? Yeah. It's 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 it was it was it was magic. It was What's the other one? What's the other one? Oh dude, oh happy Christmas, everybody by Slade. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, you want to talk about the ultimate? All right, you want to talk about Christmas horror and like Christmas song? Uh, okay, yeah, let's let's wrap this shit up. Bob Rivers. Ah. Did Christmas? <laughs> There's something in the chimney. Thing <laughs> in the chimney. Yes, I remember that one. About the dad getting stuck in the chimney. Yeah. Oh, good. There's something in the oh, chimney. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Or that Lisa? I um. No, I haven't, but that's the whole Gremlins thing. Pretty much. Pretty much. Hey, so yeah. Live story. Live live watching stories. Yeah, live live movie watching. Uh yeah, we'll we'll post it on the social medias. Gonna think it think it's gonna be uh the OG Black Christmas. Uh probably the yeah, the Wednesday between uh Christmas and New Year's. Is that what we were saying? Like a Wednesday night? Yeah, Wednesday yeah. night. We'll do that. Uh, I don't have anything to promote, really. Anyone? Not really. I mean, I finished most of the album. Okay. So go to Bandcamp. Ron Chaney on the Bandcamps. Check that oh, out. Yeah. Right on. Yep. Right yep. on. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh, you know, as you know, we're uh, on all of the places where podcasts are listened to. So uh, do us a do us a solid and uh, like us or rate us or leave a review. And obviously, the best way you can help is uh, tell your friends to listen. We are on all of the social media platforms. Stay Scary Podcast. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Maybe we'll do something on the talk. I'm on the TikTok. I think uh, I think my handle is lmcolgan70. You want to check my shit out. My queen's above 18. Oh! <laughs> oh! Queen's above 18 inches. Queen's above 18 inch. And if you're going to send me your gent, gents, uh, gents or, or, or gent identifying, you know, if you're going to, you're going to show me your, your, your stuff. Got to make it worth it. If you're going to, if you're going to show Lucy. If you're going to, yeah, you know, make it something that, that, that that's going to, that's going to wow me, you know, rate it, wrap some tinsel around it, you know, yeah. hang a, hang, hang a shining star upon the highest bow. If you're going to do that. Hey now. Hey now. And have yourself a merry little Christmas now. And stay scary. There's a monster in the house. There's a monster in the house. There's a monster in the house.